Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. All right, we are the armchair superheroes. With you, as always, is Pat Lane. Uh, Taylor's not with us today, but as you can see next to me, or well, if you listen to podcast form, you can't see him, but it is Clem from Barstool Sports. Clem, thank you so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking WandaVision with you, my friend. You took the you, you needed a, a co-host for the day, so you could use that chaos magic, and I just appeared out of thin air here. I don't know where I am. I don't remember anything that happened before I entered this podcast, but here I am. Happy to be here. <laughs> That's it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. I have to say I have to tell the story I was telling you before. You came on my show like four years ago, and we were just kind of reminiscing and stuff. But back in the day, this is I started, had no idea what the hell I was doing. And I literally called you on FaceTime on my iPad. And I was holding the iPad up to the microphone and we're talking back and forth on on uh, on uh, on friggin' FaceTime, dude. Come a long way. We've come a long way since uh, since FaceTime on the iPad. You know what I mean? Well, well, I still have no idea what I'm doing. And that is a very it's a barstooly way of doing things, too. I will say that, you know, so um, it's great to be here and how things have changed. And at that point, like you were saying, we I was discussing my boy Eli's Hall of Fame candidacy and all that stuff. And then, you know, where the Pats were going to go. And, you know, Pats just happened to rattle up a Super Bowl since then. I've lived in basically football purgatory for the last half a decade. But now here we are. And uh, hey. The MCU has like turned into a fine wine since that time, right? Between Infinity War, Endgame, all the other movies that came out, and now WandaVision as like the first Disney Plus show. So we are we are in a good place right now, MCU wise. We absolutely are. And it's unbelievable how much it's grown. You know, when you see like the growth of what's happened and obviously, you know, the storytelling and everything else, and obviously, you know, Infinity War and Endgame and everything else, and everything that comes after it. And WandaVision, I think, is doing such a great job of opening up this phase four. And we've talked about this before, and I know you're a huge Game of Thrones guy, and we won't talk about the ending because that was sad. But um, but this is really the last, like, that's really the last show that everyone was, like, waiting all week for Game of Thrones, right? And we sat there, and we had the podcast. You guys had the podcast, and we had podcasts about what's going to happen and breaking things down. And okay, what is this little thing that this person said mean? And what does that mean? And what does this mean? And what's going to happen next? And we haven't really had that since that moment. We haven't really had that. And now here we are in WandaVision having that same kind of moment, which I feel like is so awesome. And I love the fact that Disney plus has gone this route instead of doing the Netflix dump where everything's just available at once, which is great. You can binge watch it, but I feel like you lose so much of, you know, breaking everything down and you lose those little things. The attention to detail in the show is unbelievable. And there's no way you'd catch all that stuff. If you, if all eight of all nine episodes were available all at once. Yeah. It's event TV. Like you said, with, uh, with obviously game of Thrones, every Sunday night, you, you could just like hear the entire, uh, like world. It's the HBO, you know, right. and then it turns on and all this kind of stuff. And, and the theme song, and then you do lose that. And, and I think when we used to get the Netflix, when that became the new thing and just the dumps and the binging, it was cool for what it was, but it definitely, you know, you missed out on a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of the nuance of the show was gone too. Whereas was game of Thrones or even true detective season. What I was talking about the Reddit where they basically created a better show than actually was on TV, which was a great season of television. Don't get me wrong, but even game of Thrones, like we were, reading all these clues coming with all this stuff and we almost like made a better show on our heads than we got on tv and like i think of a show like 
Like I, I'm, so, I'm an old man. I have kids. I always like my New Year's resolution every year is to get into Netflix more because I feel like I'm like missing out on all this stuff. Yeah. But it, it, like the one show that I did watch on there that's a binge show is Stranger Things, and I feel like we all kind of just watch in our own little bubble, and then we yeah. all catch up on the side and you know get into the same memes or jokes. But we don't have that weekly event thing where I feel like if Stranger Things had come out like that, that would probably be the closest show we would get since Game of Thrones has gone off the air. But I remember Breaking Bad was an event. Sopranos used to be an event, right? All that kind of stuff. And it's definitely something we missed. And even Disney Plus, obviously, they did this with Mandalorian. But Mandalorian, like they always talked about, it's like a serial Western and all this stuff where each episode could stand alone. This has a lot more like continuity and every episode ties into the last one where Mandalorian, usually you get stuff at the end of the season or throughout the, the episodes, but this one really hand in hand. And I mean, I, we all watch WandaVision and then we go straight to Reddit. We go straight to the yep. YouTube people, all that kind of stuff. Yep. It is, it's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy Disney did it. And uh, I feel like hopefully we're going to get closer to the, you know, episodic or whatever you want to call it ways of going about things you know i think there are shows that can be binged i think there are shows that should be done like this i think there's both sides of it for sure right i agree and and you know you're right about this show i mean because because the thing is it's not just wandavision right it's kicking off phase four of the mcu so now it's all these questions that are not only about the show itself but also about the direction of phase four because You lose Tony, you lose Cap, right? And so it's like, where the hell do we go? And which direction are they going to go in? Who, you know, what's the next big bad that's going to be there? Obviously, we know, you know, Strange is coming soon and, you know, Black Panther 2, all these other movies that are coming out, Eternals and everything else. But it's like, who, you know, where's this going to go from here, right? It's not just how's WandaVision going to end. It's how's WandaVision going to end and how is it going to kind of kick off phase four of the MCU? Yeah, and I think that was the that was the biggest thing of Game of Thrones was once that final season, and it was obviously a shortened season and all that stuff. And right. by episode three, we're like, they have a lot to wrap up in a very yep. little amount of time. And unless you know, even with this quote unquote bonus episode that obviously never came to fruition, like even with that, it felt like it was be a lot. They can still wrap up a good amount of this show, have some loose ends, but they can be like, all right, we're going to tie that up in Dr. Strange. We're going to tie that up in Eternals. And then the way that they do things in Marvel is like, Hey, if we want to go back in time and kind of explain something or tie a joke in or tie a a storyline together, they can do it using something, you know, they, they, it's like they use all the meat on the animal, you know, and they, they do this. It's, it's incredible. And they like the way that they have kind of made age of Ultron, like a better movie just from all the events of this show. I feel like they can then kind of, you know, take the show and do the same with future movies and vice versa. So, um, and that is the thing is like, we know we already, like, I think we were all like, I wouldn't say, I don't know if underwhelmed is the word, but I wasn't like excited for this first, uh, wave of movies that was coming out in this phase here because I'm a Guardians guy and that got pushed back obviously with the James right. Gunn stuff and just all the some of the characters I wasn't like there's some new characters coming in I don't know about the Black Widow is a flashback movie so there's not a lot of new stuff right off the bat obviously Spider-Man's big but that's another um you know uh year out right yeah it's another year and it's another it's, it's Sony so it's not right. I feel like Marvel they do the you know especially the best even when they help out with Sony it's just not the same I don't think however this might set up the stuff I'm going to get really excited about. Again, you know, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all the things we've all been rumbling about. Plus, you know, any just like moments where there could be mutants at the end of it or there could be, uh, you know, we actually introduce, see a multiverse moment happen. So um, a whole lot of stuff can come out of just the next episode, right? Even one right. or two things happens and it changes the entire landscape of the MCU, which we just saw it land, the stick the landing like no other like piece of content, no franchise I've ever seen in my life. The way they ended with Endgame was unbelievable. And that's coming off of Infinity War, which they could have just rested on their laurels. And I mean, I'm a Star Wars guy. Empire is my favorite of all time. Return of the Jedi, I think was good, but it wasn't great like Empire. Infinity War and Endgame are hand in hand. And that's coming from someone who loved Endgame more than anything in the world to the point where I still have like a lot of love in my heart for a guy that literally wiped off half of the universe with the snap of a finger <laughs> well that's and you know what they make danos uh, uh you know uh you you can relate to him yeah. right you can relate to what to what he's trying to do and that's it, it's it's crazy that they did it so well and you know with endgame too i mean it's like endgame i had like seven or eight moments where i like audibly gasped in the movie theater 
watching it. Like, bro, when they when they cut off his head and it goes to fades to black and it says five, and then it like pauses and it says years, and I was like, <gasps> years, like what? Like we live for five, and that like you know they went real, they went dark with it because you know it's like one thing, and you know this it's we're in the quarantine right now, right? So it's like you're sitting in the quarantine. We're not even a year in, dude. We're not even a year into the quarantine, and we're all at home, right? Imagine five oh, years. Yeah. Half the population of the of the world of the world is gone for five years. Like it's crazy. So it's you know like when you start thinking about how like how depressed everyone was and how like everyone had just given up hope. It was five years later. It's like there's no there's no semblance of hope in that situation. And then for them, you know, to come back at that point, like that that's that was unbelievable. I mean, just just a you know they went they went kind of next level with it. And again, like you said, the worry was. You build all this up, just like Game of Thrones. You build all this up. You go, 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 go. Then you get to the end, and you're like, oh, like, how do you end it? And they just they just freaking nailed it. They nailed it. It's crazy. It's I, I still, to this day, I'll never truly get over how well they did. I want to see that whiteboard. I know there was a whiteboard out there. It had to be a giant whiteboard where they kind of tie everything together. I don't know if it was the same whiteboard or they just had one the size of, like, you know, the Avengers HQ or something, but I just want to see how they tied everything together. If they just started bringing stuff in back and forth. And obviously you have, you know, different directors along, but I feel like Kevin Feige was like, kind of just had this whole plan. He's kind of quarterback in it. Right. So um, it it truly is unbelievable. When you say like that really just hammered home the end game five years, because in my movie theater, I remember the gasp in the movie theater with the five years later. And, um, Damn, like, and that's the thing is like with this pandemic, we're like, all right, this is how pandemics go, and there will be an end in sight. Like, if people just disappeared, yeah. you don't, you're not gonna be like, oh yeah, well, this has happened before 1920. There was a snap, and everyone just turned to No, you'd be like, oh, that's just what happened. Me, and then like, am I gonna be next? Well, you know, I, I lost right. my mom, I lost my kid, all this kind of stuff. Absolutely bananas, and like, just thank God this pandemic happened now instead of in 2019 or 2020 or excuse me 2019 because can you imagine a world like because what do you do if you're marvel you can't right. release endgame like the theater right. experience for that yeah. movie is unlike anything i've ever experienced in my life because it was i went to i think i saw it four times in the theater and every single time goosebumps during all the scenes and just hearing the cheers and like root and then all, being around people who were seeing it for the first time i had no idea i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it the yeah. portal scene and just all the different moments with the mural near and just, oh man yeah. so uh, I, sobbed. Like, I sobbed every time every time. i still freaking cry i'm like what the hell i've seen it a hundred times i still it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter i cry every goddamn time i watch that movie i it's like and, and it's funny because it's the longest MCU movie, and I've seen that more than any of the other MCU movies. I just I'm like, oh, let me throw it on, and I'll watch. You know the the friggin' that whole fight scene, the three on one fight scene combined with the on your left is arguably my favorite movie scene in in movie history. I mean, I, I just it's unbelievable. It's crazy too, because again, I'm Infinity War guy, and I love a lot of the stuff in Infinity War. But when there's a down moment, especially in the beginning of this quarantine, when you know things were pretty rough yeah. all around the place, it was nothing but bad news. I just would throw that on and kind of just like go to another world. And uh, right. I'll tell you that that that, that movie is something special. And the fact that we are, like you said, this show is the first block that we're kind of building off of, and right. we know it's going to be good. And you know, it's we we also might be getting. A, like what whatever the the phrase is about like walking ahead of your shoes or whatever like th- there's also a chance we've also built this show up to like be the the beginning of like seven different things like there's a chance there's a good chance there's not gonna be any fantastic four or x-men and maybe they could bring it back or maybe it just comes a completely different way but the fact that it's even possible and we just trust we trust the feige we trust marvel to do yep. the right thing that just goes to show how great that they're just cooking right now man Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, all right, let's get into Wandavision a little bit because we're talking about the MCU, of course. But you know, uh, this show again, the details behind this show are crazy. There's, you know, you got you got to assume you got to have at least an hour episode on Friday because there's no way you can you can tie all this up. Now, it's interesting because you talked about how in Game of Thrones they had to end it. I don't know if we're gonna get like an ending ending from wandavision i don't think everything is going to be complete i do think some things are going to happen and we're going to have like you know a a semblance to an end of the story but i don't think like the story is going to be over at the end of wandavision and that's the beauty of it being in the mcu is that you don't have to you know what i mean but the first thing i want to get into about is about westview now this is interesting okay 
Vision obviously right has a has a a will right, and he has a place that he wants to grow old with her. And just coincidentally, just coincidentally, now it happens to be next to a house of a witch that mm-hmm. has lived there for hundreds of years. And then also coincidentally, it also happens to be in, you know, the same town of a witness for, you know, that Jimmy Wu has. It just seems like, I mean, maybe that's legit, but it seems like maybe somebody else got them there to that point And it was like, hey, because remember now, whoever it is has had five years to figure out where they want to put them. So like theoretically, someone now, of course, maybe they don't know if she's going to come back or not. But theoretically, you can say, hey. Let's put her here and then we can try to manipulate her to get her powers. I just thought it was a little, it's a little bit of a coincidence. Now, maybe that's the case. Maybe they just say, hey, you know, things happen like that, but it's a little bit of a coincidence that it would happen like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm like. This is part of the part of the stuff that I'm trying to figure out. So, Agatha, this, this was, this was my theory. And I talked about this on uh, my mom's basement podcast, uh, Robbie Fox's podcast that I go on. Um, she says how she noticed there was the magic going on and she went into the, you know, kind of like had to see what was going on. And she sensed all the chaos magic that was going on. So the chance Agatha just straight up entered the hex right. and then just like murdered, <laughs> murdered, uh, you know, Wanda's neighbors. And that, that, that could definitely be, be the case. And if the, I, the, you see the, uh, the plastic sheet and like, it looks like splattered blood in the basement. Like I'm like, that could definitely be Wanda's neighbors down there that, you know, she took out. Uh, the, and then the agent Wu missing person, we have to get that. You have to give us that. The only person I can think of that it could be is Dottie because Dottie's not, she has, uh, she's the only person missing from that big board of the Westview residents that are on the show. And it just seems like there's a little extra with Dottie. We just saw her again last episode for a brief second. Um, the question is, you would think agent Wu would have like the person he's looking for somewhere on some sort of a, you know, right. thing. Oh, by the way, the reason I'm here is for, you know, this person and Dottie right. could be Dottie on the show, but she's probably not Dottie in real life. And I know there's a, a superhero it starts with i think a d um the and she's like i think it's yellow magic and Dottie has yellow flowers in her front yard where agatha has purple and wanda has red so it could be that color magic side of things that is working there um but again that's just speculation and that's the right. this show is was perfectly made for the reddit boards the message boards the twitter speculation all that kind of stuff the youtube videos that's what this show excels at and i'm just again so happy to we just bs about this for an hour and it feels like right. a minute you're just having a ball just trying to pick it apart well and they know it too right what is it episode was it episode three or episode four where jimmy Wu is at the whiteboard writing and he's got all the things that i'm like bro we've been talking about that's the same thing we've been talking about <laughs> he, all said hex. he said hex, he wrote hex. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just great so like that's those are one of those things where you're right. And this show is so meta. And one of like my favorite parts of, of this last episode is Catherine Han Agatha says to her, that accent really goes in and out, huh? And I'm like, bro, that's just so meta because like, that's like the whole thing is like, or oh, your accent just disappeared. huh? Like, and, and then it goes in and out in the show. So I think it's done intentionally, but she kind of pokes fun at her for it. And it's just so perfect because that's the one thing that Marvel has. And I've gone back and forth. I don't want to get into the whole Marvel DC thing, but like <laughs> they, they can make fun of themselves a little bit. They can they can have some levity, right? You can joke around. And yes, of course, it's the fate of the world and the universe and everything else. But like, we're still people here. Like, we can still joke around about this stuff because you you make stupid comments and like cut the tension at times because that's what people do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they can and they can do that. And I like that. You know, the diehard diehard comic book the the nerds and the like the diehards out there. The right. comic book uh, guy from the Simpsons. You know, was like, well, actually, why is your voice? You know, those right. people you can't make them happy no matter what because it's just a the world is flawed. You just can't. But for ninety percent of the like normal people who are just like, yeah, that's funny, and it's like it is what it is. And DC just can't get out of their own way. I've we've talked about it a bunch too. It's like, it, and it's a bummer too because they have you know. Superman is like was the most iconic superhero in the world growing up, right. and Batman obviously even in the movies Batman would kill, and then it's kind of just gone its own way. But the fact that they are able to poke some fun at it while also kind of like you know they're backfilling it and they're making it like all right, well you know I think someone had told me that Black Widow was trying to teach her to be a spy, so that's why she got rid of the accent. And I said 
I don't need to hear Wanda's accent ever again either. Like I'm, right. I watched Age of Ultron the other day, and I'm just like, that's not a very good accent. And Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> should win an Emmy for this She's season. Unbelievable. I don't need to hear the accent during this season because that would just take away from what's been an awesome performance this entire time. Yeah, and she's been so good. She's been a revelation. We knew Paul Bettany was good, right? And we knew Catherine Hahn was amazing, of course. But like Elizabeth Olsen, we haven't seen this level of acting from her yet. And she's just been phenomenal. And the way that she has, she's portrayed so many different emotions so well. And she's clearly on the edge. She's clearly trying to hold everything together. And she's done it in so many different ways. And she's just done it so well. It, it's really, it's unbelievable. And that it just it just goes to show you that they, they've nailed every single one of these freaking castings. And she hasn't really gotten the opportunity to show off her acting chops. And she's done it this, she's done it this season for sure. Yeah, every single um, piece of Marvel content she's in, she's been like a different character. Obviously, she plays like the villain, the Sokovian, who then, you know, obviously she changes at the end of Ultron, but she plays that role to then in Civil War, she's playing like this, you know, she's almost like a hostage to Tony and Vision. And then she Mm -hmm. ends up uh, in Infinity War, she's playing like the lover on the run with Vision. And then in an endgame when she's on screen, she's just this badass chick. And then every single episode, she plays a different character from a different right. time period. And it's as her character is slowly suffering a mental breakdown, right? And then whatever I'm telling you, this episode we're getting on Friday is going to be dark. It's gonna be sad. We got kind of a little taste of it last episode where we kind of brought up all the old stuff from her past. And I feel like whenever the last like couple scenes are where she, you know. I don't know about realizes what's going on, but kind of comes to grips with it and just kind of, you know, if she sees vision, you know, white vision, whatever it may be, or just kind of you know, whatever happens with her kids. I feel like we're going to go to a, a dark, dark place. And I do feel like it will emerge with her kind of shooting out of it as the Scarlet Witch, as one of the big bads of this next phase, which again, the fact Marvel gave us a hero, you know, she was a, a villain at first, but gave us a hero who like, I think everyone's like, oh yeah, Scarlet Witch is a good person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She's if, if we can see her kind of go Heisenberg on us, that is an awesome twist that you just, you don't see that in, in hero movies, these superhero movies these days. Because by the third, by the third movie of it, they then go back to, they reboot everything. You get the origin story. You know, Uncle Ben has died a thousand times, like they right, say. They right. just never just continue it. But the fact that Marvel has this plan, they have the Disney money, and they have a guy like Feige running everything, you actually get to have this sweet payoff, which it's like reading the comic books, where it's the same character, but there's actual arcs with them. It is, it's 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 freaking fascinating, man. It's art. It's awesome. Right. No, you're right. And that's, dude, I, I've been saying since the beginning that I thought, she will turn into a villain somehow at the end of WandaVision. And I didn't know if it was because I think it, she's going to have to kill vision. I I think vision, there's no way vision survives, you know, almost, almost entirely because not entirely, but, but, you know, she's already rumored to be in or confirmed to be in Dr. Strange too. He isn't. So why is she in it? But he isn't like, there's no way he survives and, and he can't survive outside of the hex. But I thought maybe, she tries to travel to an alternate universe to take the mind zone from there to then create a new vision. Right. And so now whether that's, whether that's realistic or not, who knows. Right. But then strange is like, Whoa, you can't do that. Like what the hell are you doing? You know? And so, and so then she becomes, you know, when she becomes a bad, if she becomes a bad guy, it'll be a Thanos level type of thing. Because just like you said, you can, you know, you can sympathize with her. You can understand with her. She's she's in pain and she's trying to heal that pain, obviously going about it the wrong way, but she's trying to heal that pain. And that's something we can all relate to, you know, and it's not she's not like I want to take over the world. She's just like, I just want my life back. I just want to live with my kids and my husband and my brother. And I can't because everyone's dead. You know what I mean? And like and she, everything got taken from her. And it's like, yeah, Rocket has that moment where he's like, I've lost everything. But like he gets it back after the snap. Like she doesn't. You know, yep. and so that's that's one of those things where it's like she she's lost everything and there's nothing she can do about it, you know, and so she feels helpless. And I love I just love the look at loss and dealing with the grief and everything else. This last episode was so emotional and they really went there. They really like did it, you know, and I thought they did a great job of of showing that emotional trauma that she's dealt with and and not just glossing over it, but like dealing with it, you know. Yeah. And 
like she's let down by you know the the world's greatest heroes who saved the world, right? It's it's right. the Avengers and Tony Stark who kind of let her down throughout this path, and they you know they didn't get the mind stone out of vision in time, and obviously Tony's Tony's bomb was what you know killed her family and stuff like that. So right. it really is like a, a tragic story, except there's been like you said, her and Rocket a very similar path, but Rocket gets it back, and oh yeah, Rocket if Rocket is absolutely devastated, he can't just like change realities in like different multiverses because he's not this super powerful being so it is kind of a catch-22 and i mean like you said we we felt this way we felt empathy and sympathy towards thanos and through just like you know the the little of his story we got through infinity war and a little that he like even the guardians movies he wasn't it was just basically the way he explains it in infinity war we're gonna literally get we're gonna see all wanda's stuff between this show all the other stuff in the movie and it's been very much you know to keep in track to get all that and then have her become the big bad is like, damn, it's going to really, it's the anti-hero has become another thing. I don't think she'll even be an anti-hero. I think she's just going to be like the big bad villain and to, the feelings we got for Thanos, it will be nothing. It would be like if we saw Thanos and he's living on Titan and he's seeing all the people die and all right. that kind of stuff like that would have to be the depth of the story to get what we're going to get out of Wanda here. So I, it's, it's really goddamn cool, man. And the, yeah. the strange stuff you said there, that would be cool. If she tries to get an infinity stone and she's going through, you know, different multiverses and stuff like that. And obviously cat returning all the stuff. If she could run it. Oh man, that would be so dope. That's crazy. Right. And that's, so that's like, there's so many different directions they can go, but I do want to, before we, before we continue on, I do want to just one thing that they talked about and you mentioned it with Stark's bombs blowing, you know, murdering her family, essentially. That reveal was pretty wild that she's always had these powers, that it didn't come from the mind zone, that she always had it. And Ag- Agnes, Agatha says that where she says like, oh, so you had stuff that was dormant that would have never been out, but the mind zone took it out of you or the infinity stone brought it, brought it to the surface. And so it's kind of wild when you're like, cause I, I was like, oh my God, like he, she, she did that like, holy shit, you know? And like, and so that's like, that's some of the stuff for me where I start to look at it and you start to wonder like, where's this power coming from? And I, I wonder Agatha here, you look at Agatha, what does she want? Right? Like, is she really bad or is she not bad? Is she trying to, is she trying to steal Wanda's, you know, powers? Is she hurting herself? Cause she's lost someone. Is she like, I don't know yet, and we haven't found that out. But I don't know if she's like evil. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's like, if she's like truly evil. I'd wonder. She has some other ulterior motive. I think. I just don't know what the hell it is yet. Yeah, and that's from what I can understand through the comic books. That's very similar to the way Agatha is, where you never, right. she's never really good, but she's never really evil. She's just kind of Agatha, and I think she has different people that she works with, works for, all that kind of stuff. She has different interests that she wants fulfilled, and kind of even going back to the way she she deals with Wanda. And I think she's kind of seen as, I don't know if it's an ally to Wanda, but she could also use Wanda to help help like her half, get what she needs. Almost like a half mentor, I feel like, some, yeah. at, at times, you know? Exactly, and that could end up being the case here, too. I mean, I, I don't think it's just one, I don't think it's to be black and white and so much of this MCU is gray. I mean, even when old Captain America, you know, is harnessing uh, you know, the truth about Bucky and he's as, you know, Tony Stark's parents getting killed and he's helping out a, you know, a, a weapon from right. the Cold War for the Russians, that's when you realize, you know, when Cap has some stuff in his closet, yeah. everyone has stuff, and that's when it's a, a matter of gray i feel like that's the way it's going to go with agatha i think she'll be and i hope i hope they keep uh agatha around because she's been awesome this entire time too it doesn't need to be huge in it but if she's somehow uh i I told my guy bob fox i said if she could be almost like a loki where she plays a role and she's always messing things up but she doesn't have to be the main bad guy but she's always just in the mix doing whatever she wants to help her cause I'd be down with that hundred percent. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine Catherine Hahn is a, is a fairly big actress who can probably do pretty much whatever she wants. I can't imagine she would take a role that's going to be nine episodes and done. I can't imagine that's the case. And especially with her acting chops and the way she's, she's just killed it this whole season. If you're the MCU, if you're Feige, you have to look at it and say, we need to keep this woman around, you know, at least like you said, I'd love, the idea of her being a Loki type character is great because she's not an Avenger. She's not on screen for hours and hours. Like she doesn't have to be there a ton, but she's there behind the scene. She's always doing something and she's a character that people enjoy and like seeing on screen. I think that would be, that'd be a lot of fun. And I love that comparison. I think that'd be great. 
Yeah, it'd be awesome. And uh, that was that's like the the unsung hero of this entire MCU timeline, whatever the the last ten plus years. It's the casting director, casting yep. directors, whatever it may be. Like, I think they got a little lucky that Robert Downey Jr. was really down on his luck at the time, and they got him to be Iron Man. And I remember I saw Iron Man in the theater, and I I hated Iron Man as a kid. He was so forgettable. He was just this clunky superhero. I was an X-Men guy growing up. And I remember I saw I was like, well, that that's awesome. Like, it was like modern times. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I remember they were bringing, like, Maxim parties in, and you felt like you were living in the real world. You're right. kind of, like, getting inside life of this billionaire playboy lifestyle. And the fact that they had someone as good as Downey Jr. who got to play it, and they obviously hit with a lot of the other roles. And even guys like Thor with Hemsworth, like he he grew into the role. The first two Thors I was bored to tears with, but he ended up by by Infinity War and Endgame. You're just right with that guy, you know? And obviously Cap and, and every and everyone. I mean, I could go through every movie basically. That's the thing. They hit on basically every single person. They hit right. at worst doubles, stand-up doubles, if not home runs with these people. And uh Agatha's just the latest example of that. So uh shout out. I think I was I, I want to like I, I want to know the person I think I think there was it was a woman who got a lot of these people down I want like she deserves lifetime achievement award oh, yeah. she hasn't won Emmy or uh, Oscars like a lifetime achievement award for just this like performance in all these movies for these people it's unbelievable the most forgettable character of the main characters in the MCU is played by Jeremy freaking renner like he's the most forgettable character he's played by jeremy renner's a phenomenal like it's unbelievable you know so that's like the thing where you're like renner's a, a beast and he plays like the most forgettable actor you know what i mean and it's just like it's crazy so it's, it's almost a punchline too how forgettable he is but the fact that they have such like a, an awesome guy playing it, it yeah it's incredible and yeah. again it's at the point now where they can throw uh vin diesel and they throw bradley cooper and they're just <laughs> right. you know, two voices yeah. essentially and they nail, right. and, and they nail it. i couldn't imagine Groot without that voice i couldn't imagine rocket without that voice and they don't sound anything like the real person it's crazy right Right. It's, it's, it's wild. So it's just really, it's really crazy. And they, and again, because they're meta, because they do, because they don't mind making fun of themselves. He gives that whole speech with her during Ultron. Like, Hey, listen, we're under attack from crazy robots. I have a bow and arrow. Like if things are crazy, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's like, you know, but that, but they don't have a problem pointing, pointing that out. Like that's ridiculous that he like is a superhero and he just has a bow and arrow, but he's like, Hey, whatever, dude, that's, you know, I like, make it work. So, but, um, but I do want to talk about Fiatro. That's one of my favorite dude. When she dropped that, I was like, I was dying, dude. What the hell dude? Like, wh what do you think? First of all, like, I, I think it would just be mean, right? If it was just a random person and it wasn't, and maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the X-Men, but like, what the hell, dude? Why Evan Peters' face? She doesn't know who the hell Evan Peters is. Like, why his face if he's not really Pietro? You know what that, I mean? Like, that wasn't right, actually, man. That wasn't right. I that's a Marvel, that's a DC thing to do if they end up, right. you know, kind of screwing us with that. Because that that is not cool. Don't be you could play with basically any franchise in the world. Don't tease you with the X-Men, especially before the X-Men are introduced right, right now. I don't need like, oh, it's just coincidence, or we wanted to have some fun with the fans. No, that is not fun. That is right. That is a malfeasance right there. That is yeah. that is not nice. There were all especially during a pandemic. We're all a little sensitive <laughs> right now. We need you guys like more than ever. You guys, that standby screen is my least favorite thing in the world when I see that thing appear. To then like have Fiatro, which again was a good name. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised it it didn't like uh I'm no one really called him that, you know, on the internet. Usually they'll they'll right. they'll come up with I a figured that would hit, you know, but it yeah. just didn't. It just yeah. did. It just didn't. Um, I don't know. I, again, I I don't know if we're gonna get a concrete answer on that. But I just feel like the word multiverse is literally in Doctor Strange. It would be crazy to me if it's not like, hey, we grab someone from another multi multiverse. Um, it would be a very DC thing to do, which is basically as bad as you could get when it comes to comic book things. And again, yeah. DC DC fans out there listening, I'm not like trying to make fun of dc i want dc to be good i think dc can be good and more importantly if dc is good it then makes marvel better because it's like yeah. the old wcw wwf once wcw got better wwf had to step up their game and went back and forth and the winners in all of it were the fans who got to watch everything so right. um that would be a dirty move though man i'm calling dirty pool i kevin feige i'll give you a piece of my mind i'll, I'll <laughs> hug you i'll kiss your feet but i'll also give you a little piece of my mind if you end up screwing me on this ah, i mean that's that's like i said i mean it just doesn't because she doesn't even know who the hell he is you know what i mean it's like 
there's no need. There's just no need. It doesn't matter. You just pick a random person, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be a guy that's actually played Pietro. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Well, we'll see. I don't want to, I don't want to pull the Felgar. Oh, you don't know who Felgar Maz are, but Felgar Maz are. I know around. that. I know that. Okay. So I don't want to pull the Felgar Maz and, and, and be pissed at Marvel for something they haven't done yet. But like, <laughs> you know, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy if they do that. Uh, but next guy is Hayward, man. This freaking guy. Now the question, I think he's obviously bad, right? The question is how bad, right? He obviously wanted, and uh, New Rockstar, I think, was talking about this. Uh, he obviously wanted Wanda to. He wanted. He was trying to get Division back online, right? For five years, hasn't been able to figure it out, right? And I think that he wanted Wanda to do something when she got there, because if you watch the way that they are treating his body. When he's when she's watching them, they're like ripping it apart and like shaving it down. Like, what the hell are they doing? It's like they're not like being gentle and delicate with it. It's three billion dollars worth of vibranium, and they're just like ripping it apart yeah. and freaking sanding it down. What the hell's going on, dude? And I think that they were trying. He was trying to push her to like freak out and take him or do something, and she didn't. You know, and of course, then you get the moment where she's like, I can't feel you. And I was like, oh, my God, like just yeah. it's like gut wrenching. You know what I mean? But but like then, of course, he lies about it and says that she took his body. And so then you think, oh, well, that's the actual vision in there. And she somehow. But no, no, no. She like created a brand new vision. You know what I mean? So it's it's wild to think. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I'm curious about your thoughts. But like, I know he's bad. It's just a question of how bad is he? You know? Yeah, and what's is there a bigger picture here? Is it a scroll right. thing? Is it um, you know, Hydra even around? You know, like it's like what there that feels like there's more to it. Is he just like the typical government hardo jerk that yeah. always you know is? I mean, because like every way everything he's done is like the wrong way to go about it. It's it's the the, the dumb way to go about it. It's the thick headed way. Um, so it, that that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, the, he was clearly trying to push her to either get her violent or get her to use her powers to maybe help. He's like, I can't get this thing going again. I just need your help, uh, right. no matter what it was. Uh, and then again, he he alters the footage too, and he tells him, you know, the whole story about how she's the one who stole the vision, which threw us all off, obviously, as we were watching the show. Um, I just hate the guy. There's, there, he, you want yeah. to talk about an unlikable character, like, and again, it, like. I don't even know if they could give me like a Thanos backstory or something like that, where I'm kind of like, all right, I kind of see your point. Like Hayward right. and he, he just, and he may be the role where it's like, Nope, that guy's just an asshole. I hate his goods. <laughs> yeah, no. And you're right. I mean, that's because the redeeming qualities just aren't there. It's just not, you know, and you, and you can see that she doesn't really like him either. Monica doesn't really love him either. You know what I mean? He's like, Oh, you know, I was the best guy for the job. And, 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 Oh, I guess she goes, I, he goes, uh, I think she said you were the best guy for the job. And he goes, I was the only guy for the job. And she's like, well, I wasn't going to say it, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like, she, she doesn't love him either. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And so I don't know if there's any love lost. I think he clearly sends her there on purpose because he wants to try to extract something from there, whatever it might be. You know, he doesn't know what's going on, but he's like, I got to figure something out. So like here, you're brand new. Boom. Let's go. Let's go there and see what happens, you know? And so, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. And then that's the next question with her, with Monica. We didn't see her at all last episode, right? Her and Pietro. Now we obviously get the cutscene, the end, the you know, Ed credit scene with her and Pietro together or Pietro together, right? They're there together. Now what? Right? We don't see them at all. We don't see vision at all. We don't know what's gonna happen. So there's obviously gonna be some big fight at the end. She's now a superhero, but she doesn't know how to use her powers yet, we would assume, right? Like she's brand new to this shit, so she doesn't know what's going on. And so, like is there going to be, I assume there's going to be some sort of big fight between the two visions and you, you would have to assume that Monica and Pietro are going to be involved in some way as well. And I wonder, like, I wonder, does do the, th well, all of them basically team up to fight against white vision and Hayward? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but like that kind of seems, and then is, and then the other question is, is there another one behind someone else behind Agatha that's controlling Agatha or basically saying like, Hey, I have this over your head. She's awfully, you know, she's like awfully nervous for someone that's in control. She's like yeah. desperate to find the answers that, you know, of how she got her power and stuff. So like, 
you know, she's been working this whole thing, but now she's just lost her patience. She's like, I need to figure it out right now. Like something's going on where like, why does she need to know right this second? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's almost like she's gotten very desperate and I'm not sure why, you know what I mean? Yeah. Went from like, I'm in control down here. I'm going to show you all this stuff to like, I have your kids now get out of here. You know, this chaos right. magic. Um, th- that was a very weird jump. I agree. And it was also weird how like Monica was right outside that basement. And then just did nothing the entire time. And, right. You know, yeah. Rachel was staring her down and Snooper's going to snoop and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I I don't know the way it's going to go. I didn't even think about how it could be like kind of all them versus White Vision down the road um, next episode. So that that's kind of interesting to see how that all goes, I guess, how that plays out. Again, you have Monica with her new powers and even Agatha. Like, yeah, I could feel like she's got like Vision – that, that's no good for anyone if he's just wiping people out in the hex. Right. And there's also a chance where it could just cause Wanda to, again, lose her mind and whether the hex then goes to, you know, all of New Jersey, all of the United States, all the world, right? Like, there's really no telling how this could all kind of spiral out of control. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, there again, there's so many questions right now. And I right. feel like they're going to give us a good amount of answers. I'm also of the belief, though. And this is strictly because Game of Thrones broke my brain. I'm believing in the bonus episode coming next week based on like that little heart on the calendar that was like, you know, the the 10 of a little heart. And then there was, I think, 10.3% was the uh the nexus percentage on, on the the uh the the case, the the medicine. So between those two things and just the fact that Game of Thrones didn't give me what I wanted, I'm banking on them having an episode because I just don't know how we're going to go. Double episode? Double episode? Bonus episode the next week because there's a week off right now between Winter Soldier and WandaVision. That takes care of that. So you you have no no bye week, if you may. Yeah. yeah. uh, um, That's what I'm personally going to pray for. It's probably not going to happen. But uh, again – I get into this dumb fanboy brain where I start to like dream big and like dream big or go home. And you know what? If you have one out of 20 of those, your, right. your like life is made, but then you just want it more and more as it comes and goes. I so. know. <laughs> but could you imagine though? Like, of course it'd be a letdown, but like in the back of your head, like, you know, it's probably not going to happen, but like, could you imagine if you wake up on like the 12th and there's an episode and you're like, Oh Oh my God, it happened. It really happened. You know, like that would be unbelievable. That'd be, and you're like, I knew it. I knew it. You know, like that'd be it's, amazing. It's when you call the first touchdown when you're betting a guy. And I, right. I, I was betting Michael Harbin every week and then he finally hits it against the Jets. And you're like, I told you, Michael Harbin first touchdown. <laughs> this, this is the thing though. Like Disney, like Disney, obviously they make it. They own the streaming platform. Like all this plays into like Disney has to rely on no one else but themselves. So I'm right. like, this is as easy as it's ever going to get for it to happen. So right. um, I'm going to believe in it just because, and then it's just like, even if the last episode is an hour, which I feel like we're going to get a really long final episode it has to be. Yeah. I just don't know how they're going to get like, even just like most of it wrapped up and you have to add in like a, like a, a, a vision, a white vision battle, unless it's something that sets up something in like winter soldier. There's just no way that, plays out in less than like five minutes right so oh, it's, yeah. it's, i mean it's gonna have to be a battle you know and they've we've talked we've heard that you know there's gonna be at least one or you know the last few episodes or the last episode's gonna be feel like a marvel movie you know like yep. an actual marvel movie i wouldn't be surprised to see an hour and a half i know that's a long episode but i wouldn't be surprised to see some sort you know between an hour and an hour and a half just because like you said they got to give us the monica story they got to give us the agatha backstory they got to give us the white vision versus vision fight they got to wrap up the thing with the kids. They got to figure out what's going on with Wanda. Like they got, you know, like they got a, a lot, lot of stuff, to do, you know, <laughs> so like I personally is what I think personally. I think that personally, uh, vision and Wanda vision, vision, white vision, vision is going to fight himself basically. Right. And then the vision is going to be fighting. And I think, by the way, let me just tell you, if Paul Bettany saying that, He's always he's acting with an actor. He always got to, he always wanted to dream that he could act with. If that turns out to be himself, that would be the greatest troll job perhaps <laughs> in the history of the internet, dude, to say something like that and then have it be himself. That would be so, so awesome. So I'm just hoping uh, that that's the only cameo because that's amazing. If that, if it turns out that he's like, 
Oh, I've always wanted to work on screen myself. I never got a chance to do it. Like, that would be unbelievable. So. I just got trolled by Trevor Bauer saying, you know, we had the LFGM stuff, all the Mets stuff coming out. And then I got to deal with Bettany giving me. I feel like, <laughs> I think got the Cy Young winner. Then I'm like, I'm guessing Pacino for the Yasmo Fisto. I'm right. guessing Magneto coming in. And then I get Bet. And this is the worst thing about it is like, I'm like, you know what? It's it, like ever since the first time you saw two actors or the same actor talk to himself on screen, like Marty McFly, I think was the first right. time I saw it. And I was like, oh my God, that's like mind blowing. It is kind of, it is pretty cool. So I, right. I will say that about Bettany, but I will be so angry at him for pulling this little stuff. <laughs> and Wanda's saying how there's a Luke Skywalker moment and we were all yeah. breaking down that kind of stuff. And it's just, you know, I, and that's the thing where it's like I'm at the point now where if if he's talking about Cumberbatch or you know she's talking about Cumberbatch with Doctor Strange coming in as a Luke Skywalker moment, I'm at the point now where it's like that's the safer way to go about it where I know I'll be happy. It may right. not be like a Magneto reveal or anything like that or like a Reed Richards, which is what we were hoping with the aerospace engineer. Um, but I'll at least be happy that it's someone that I, I love Doctor Strange. And I again, yeah. Doctor Strange was a little too weird for me in the comics. The way they translated him to the big screen, I thought was awesome. So Cumberbatch uh, is unbelievable. Just un unbelievable. Another home run by the casting agent, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, that casting agent, you the real MVP. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It, yeah, dude. Um, and so, you know, so we'll we'll see what ends up happening. You know what I mean? But but this it's really gonna be, it's really gonna be fascinating what goes on. And so I'm I'm looking forward to the ending of it, and like I said, I think it's going to end. It's got to end in a certain way. Like it's got to. They have to tie up all of those loose ends, man. And there's so many of them that you got to give us. You have to give us a long episode, I man. You have to. You know what I mean? Like we don't have a choice. And again, they can they can push some of some of those things. They can push off a little bit, but you got to give us something, right? Like, and I don't know. I, I'm just. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm just like, don't, and this is where Game of Thrones has hurt us, right? Like, <laughs> it's like we had all these fan theories about what could happen, and they picked, like, the worst one. You know what I mean? And, like, like literally the worst one. It was like, you could have done anything else, and it would have been better than that. And so, you know, I, Disney's not going to do that to us, because Disney's far too good to do that. But still, you still want it to be like, like, Endgame was better than we could have ever imagined. Infinity War was better than we could have ever imagined. Like, the first eight episodes of WandaVision have been better than like what we ever could have hoped them to be. But now it's like, you got to land the plane. You got to get there, you know? And if they don't, it's going to be a letdown, even though it can lead into some really cool things for the, for the phase four. It's like, this episode is huge because this is the end. Like you have to nail it, you know? And I trust that they will, but it's still like scary to be like, okay, like, come on, like get, let, let's figure it out. And please like, please don't screw it up. You know, like it's like a playoff game. You're just like, all right, guys, I know we have to do and we can get there, but to, you know, from point A to point B, there's so many things that can come up along the way that can mess this whole thing up. I'm, I'm with you. And <clears throat> like you said, like, you know, the way they landed end game was so important and they hit every single note along the way while doing it. And this, like this show is, you know, one one hundredth the size of Endgame in terms of importance, at least for the current, the future could set a lot of stuff up. But even then, you're like, I really will just be heartbroken if they don't at least, you know, somewhat. Yeah, give me like a an eight point nine from the judges. You know what I mean? Right. I don't need a ten. Right. I need That's like an eight point nine. And um, again, whenever I get nervous about that, even with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I just feel like I'm not going to be into that show. I don't really like the Cap. I've never been the Captain America characters. I never really cared all that much, but including Cap, I was just never a Cap guy. Um, yeah. But like, the, like they, they, if they could just nail this, and like, I just believe, trust the Feige. Like he hasn't let me down. Now I don't think he's going to let me down. And like. You know, Disney, they know how important this this show is to Disney Plus because this is their first show, you know, for the future. Yep. I think everyone's pretty stoked just, you know, if, if this thing kind of just duds out and whatever hits like a 6.2, everyone be like, all right, like, hey, at least it was something. They'll still be excited about the future Marvel projects. But if they hit, man, that's like, you know, you have the subscriptions and, you know, Magic Kingdom ain't open right now. If it is, there's like right. one, 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 100th the amount of people as there usually is. Um, this thing is so important for them. You just got to believe they might even be like, you know, we're going to save this for Loki. We're going to save this for a movie next year. Let's bring a, let's bring a, a reveal or two in to WandaVision that we save for maybe the future. Because like, 
you know, this pandemic kind of screwed everything up along the way. So that's kind of why I'm going to like put myself to sleep on Thursday night as I'm like nervous. And then of course at two I'll be back up ready to rock and roll. <laughs> I was going to say like, how the hell are we going to sleep to Thursday night? I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward. What do you, th- if you had to guess, I mean, I know like you're not the screenwriter, right? But if you had to guess, what do you think is going to happen on Friday? Think, think uh, Wanda. I think Wanda's gonna gonna kill Vision. She's gonna kill maybe both Visions, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, I think Hayward gets away because those kind of like weasels always get away. For sure. I yeah. think Monica's story will end with her sword and like kind of going towards the Captain Marvel two, you know, side of things because that's I think obviously where her character ends up. Um. <sighs> Someone, someone said maybe the like I said the the car the Bettany performance was with Pacino and Pacino played the devil in um, Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate, yeah, which yeah. by the way, like I, I wouldn't say a great movie, but I remember watching the movie here. I was like, that was a pretty fun ride. It was craziness. And, yeah, it was. So I, I would love to see Pacino in there just because I was like, if this guy calls this shot, I'd love it. So I'm I'm hoping Pacino is Mephisto. It's more of like a a Thanos at the end of Avengers reveal. We kind of just nod to the camera. We know who he is. We find out why he's there, but his role is Dr. Strange too. That is that character's thing where this one, he kind of was pulling the strings yet. He he's a, he's a big deal in Dr. Strange too. Um, and again, I think basically Wanda's just absolutely torn apart by all this. And she, it plans to see for her being like the main or one of the main villains in the next phase. And, to be honest, like I and I'd love to say X Men. Give me like at least a breadcrumb about X Men or Fantastic Four, one or the other. I'm an X Men right. guy. I love X Men, but I feel like Fantastic Four has been announced. That's closer to reality than the X Men are. So in the end, I take either or. Yeah. No. Listen, I love it. I love it. I actually think I think the same thing. I think that she's going to kill both Visions. Uh, and she might have help doing it, but I think ultimately she's going to have to be the one that makes the decision to kill both Visions, and it's going to tear her apart. You know, and I think that that leads into leads into kind of the next the next phase. Uh, but all those all those things can be interesting, man. And and Fiatro, like, you know, he, give me something, give me something. Don't just have him be a random dude. Like, give me something with Fiatro because now it seems like he's with Monica. If they're working together, and he actually is Quicksilver from the X Men universe, that'd be pretty interesting. You know, it'd be pretty interesting if he, you know what I mean. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know, right? Maybe Agatha says, like, at the end is like, get the hell out of here, go back to wherever and sends him back. You know what I mean? I don't know. But, like, but it's one of those things where it's like, give me something. Don't just have him be a, a regular ass dude, you know, who's like, oh, I just happened to live in the town and she made me look like him, which is like, what? Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I will also say one thing that, be- that backs him being like not from the town or whatever is that when he showed up on screen, they shoot. They go to Shield headquarters or wherever, and she's she's watching them on the TV. But the perimeter alarm is going off, which means someone has entered or exited the hex, like right then at that moment. Okay. So for me, what I what I took that as is that he's entered the hex, and when he did, it set off the perimeter alarm. Okay, I could get down with that. And again, it would make sense that he comes in. Like, if you get pulled through multiverses and then you're pulled into a hex where everyone's mind is being controlled by this like magic power, I could see like him having no clue what the hell is going on. And that, you know, any if, if like Quicksilver be like, I would never think I could be living and dying so much with Quicksilver, who was kind of like he he had a cool scenes in the X Men movies. Yeah. But like I was like, yeah, he's he's perfectly fine, and like I, I didn't love him in the comics or anything like that. If he's the guy that brings me the X Men, he will be my favorite character <laughs> in the entire MCU. If he's the one who opens that gate right there, yeah, I'd be pretty unbelievable. And you know what? And I've heard some people talk about how they are setting, you know, could be setting Wanda up as a Jean Grey type character, right? Has a lot of kind of Jean Grey type things in it, so. Uh, but you know, one thing I've loved about this show and, and we're, we're going to wrap up in a few minutes here, but is, is the Easter eggs and the, the, and we talked about this a little bit before, but the time and detail that they spent, there's not one thing that has been an accident, not one thing that has been small. You know what I mean? It's not like, Oh, we just randomly threw that thing in there. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, Josh mentioned like, uh, like Nexus, like the fact that, you know, She's a nexus being right They're hid, hinting towards that. There's all sorts of stuff going on where it's like, 
you know, every single detail down to like what they wear or what's going on behind the scenes or what's happening behind someone or what someone's wearing is pointing towards something. And that is just next level. And like the, you know, and Marvel always does that. And that's one of the great things that they've done is they've thrown those things behind, right? So they had a Wakanda map. I think was it in Iron Man Two? Was it in Iron Man Two? They had a uh... yeah. It's like it's almost like Pixar when Pixar kind of gives you the hint of what the next movie is going right. to be by like a, a toy in the room or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. but they do that. But then they also like they had they had like a map of Atlantis. So they so like they do extra stuff to be like, hey, we want to do this eventually, but like when we do it, it'll be cool to look back and be like, oh yeah, hey, remember that? Like that was there or whatever. So, you know, they may not necessarily even have it in mind, but it's like, hey, that's in the back of our head. Let's throw that in like the background somewhere. No one's going to talk about it if it doesn't happen. But when it does, they'll be like, yo, that was crazy that they did this 10 years earlier. You know what I mean? That was like in Infinity or in Endgame when um, the the girl in Wakanda was like, you know, there there are these earthquakes going on, and everyone thinks that's going to be Atlantis. It's in the or it's in the ocean right. and stuff like yes. that. And that would, hey, if you want to talk Black Panther two, we're going down to Atlantis and stuff like that. I mean, then we're opening up literally a whole other world. So right, this. yeah, it's crazy. So one one last thing, one last question here. Josh is asking if White Vision. Do you think White Vision could be Ultron? Because remember now, and he says Ultron was uploading himself into Vision's body before he's interrupted. So White Vision obviously is White Vision because he loses, right, some of his his personality, his memories, and all that other stuff. And so if if you know Jarvis is gone, right, then all that's left could be Ultron. And if that's the case, then is he Ultron? And don't forget now. In the cast, right, in the cast on IMDb, James Spader as Ultron is listed in the cast uh, on IMDb, and I haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen, obviously they've talked about it, but they haven't even done like, you know, previously on, she hasn't even, they haven't even shown Ultron yet. I did not know he was in the listings. We were saying how if we heard James Spader's voice, it's like, oh boy, that's a whole other uh, deal. Um, It would be kind of weird to see Bettany as this like evil guy too, because he's, you know, Vision's basically been cool since he was born. Um, Wow. I had no idea that was even a possibility. So yeah, uh, count me in for that. I'm a hundred percent in white vision as some sort of Ultron, you know, being or whatever. I mean, even if there's a disconnect because of whatever happened to him, post infinity war to now but uh that would be the perfect way to have vision versus white vision i want to know what happens when he goes through the hex two people were like could he become the silver surfer and it's like i don't know about that that seems a little silver surfer is a pretty important character to have him just be white vision in the hex but that would be kind of like a cool little nod to um some marvel stuff especially as i think we're going much more into the outer space realm for this phase especially when eternals comes around and the rumors of galactus maybe in this phase um but yeah count me in for ultron i wasn't again i wasn't even a big ultron fan he had like his like he was almost like a, an annoying tony stark with his stuff but i have i've learned to embrace the movie as i watched it again especially after wandavision has kind of you know helped it bloom a little it's helped uh age it again you go from the fr- it's you can't you can't you can like age of ultron or you can like Age of Ultron, and still say it was the it was like the weakest Avengers movie because the first one was so big, is. getting them together. And yeah. Infinity War and Endgame are like better than like ninety nine percent of every movie I've ever seen. So it's right. no knock on Ultron. I've actually kind of moved it up in my in my rankings a bunch. I, I had it like tier five or six in Marvel. It's probably like tier three now, all things yeah. considered. So um, yeah. and also the importance. I mean, everything that happens. You know, the Sokovia Accords obviously come yeah. from there and the Sokovia Accords lead to civil war, which then leads to them being separated, which, you know, it has an impact on Infinity War because they're separated and they can't fight them together. And the whole thing, you know, it all happens because of the events of, of Ultron. So it's, yep. you know, it's really it, it might it's you could make an argument that it's the most important of the Avengers movies. But you're right. I think it's I mean, it's clearly fourth because the other three are just so amazing. That's like, what, what do you want it to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And again, it's just I mean, everything from this show starts there and there's so many different ways you can go about it. And then if Ultron or some form of him comes back, I mean, then we have a whole other problem on our hands. So, yeah, right. Friday, Friday at about four o'clock in the morning Eastern, there's going to be a whole lot of uh, questions, answers and like just a lot of fear by the time it's all said and done. Because I, I don't think you're kicking off the next phase without a whole bunch of like potential craziness about to unbuckle. Right. That's true. That's true. So, 
you know, it's uh, it's crazy. Cooter's got a point here. Imagine, imagine your job as a writer and all this is like you know, theorizing <laughs> and all this and getting paid for it. Like, my goodness, you know what I mean? Awesome. So, but uh, there's a million. Listen, there's a million different things. Josh is in the chat talking about Sokovia becoming Latvia and all. It's like, I mean, we could go in a million. <laughs> we we could talk for hours, right? But uh, I'm gonna let you go because uh, it is it is a little late. I appreciate you coming on, Clem. I mean, nobody needs to know where the hell you are because everyone knows who you are. But for those of the, for those of us that haven't, okay, can you just you know, plug yourself a little bit? I by the way, I just want to tell you like I'm in a few like group chat like Marvel group chats, people blowing up like can we talking to Clem? I listen to I listen to you know my mom's basement all the time with him and Robbie. Like you know, love that guy. So a lot of shout outs from the uh, from the people today. Excited to, excited to see you on here. I appreciate that. It's one of those things that me and Robbie started doing. He, he uh, it's his podcast, My Mom's Basement, and we started doing the nerd stuff because. You know, I, I covered before he got hired. I did a lot of the Star Wars stuff here at Barstool. There weren't a lot of comic book fans when there was like 10 of us. And it was more like that was like really when nerd culture was still kind of like being pushed into like the corner and stuff like that. And then obviously, if you're it's, it almost feels like if you're not an MCU fan, you're the weirdo at this point. Right. If you're not into right. these movies right. and uh, the fact that he's let me come on and, and kind of just be the co-host for all these different things. We did the Mando uh, recaps and now obviously this, and now we're going to go to Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. And I, yep. it, it was 43 of the 53 weeks this year. We're getting new Marvel content, whether it's a new show or a new movie. So, and, and that was like with the first few weeks of January having nothing. So it's almost every week from here on out. So uh, I just, I'm just literally just talking to my buddy on Skype and yep. our, zoom or whatever the hell we're doing and the fact that people enjoy it is is awesome because it's one of those things that um i never saw coming but the people who say they love it that's great because we're just kind of just having fun and again there's so many people i mean again a lot of the people on youtube they're so great at like knowing every little thing or finding every little detail we just try to like just we're just kind of just bullshitting and trying to figure it out. We're like, right. you know, we're, we're all in this together. And that's why the woo stuff was so cool. It felt like they were one of us trying to get through it. Best so thing ever. yeah, exactly. The, the fact people love it, it, it truly means the world to me um, that I could get to do this. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You can find me on Barstool at the Clem Report on Twitter, Instagram, um, do a Podfather show for any parents out there. Uh, I actually got large, my co-host into this. He was, he, he's, he's a Marvel guy. He's a low key nerd. He's a big Star Wars guy too, and uh, he was really uh, pessimistic about this show. And after the first two episodes, he's like, "I don't know, man." I was like, "Dude, just get through three, right. and then right. by the end of three, you're gonna want to go to four when she gets kicked out of the hex." And I was like, "Then it all falls into place." And he's like, "I'm hooked. You called yep. it, you jerk. Like he didn't want to be wrong. He was dead wrong on it. And we're all in this together." And like he said, "Thank God Disney kind of did this the way it is, so we all are kind of been." living and dying every single week the standby screen you know guts us and now yep. we're here all ready to jump in and like i said marvel i i never i'm still not 100 sure what a simp is but i i know i am a simp for marvel <laughs> so up at 2 30 every night wait to get up for three with two kids that don't allow me to sleep anyway so I i've know, been right? doing my entire friday just to see this before i can get spoiled or um you know i just am so stoked for it so thanks for having me on it was an absolute blast um oh, of course, man. forever dude i so oh, i love podfather podfather is one of the like first barstool things that i that i ever listened to because i just love yeah. you know you and kfc obviously and then and then chaps obviously was in there and now it's you and large and it's like i just love the perspective and like i'll never forget uh, one episode listen to <clears throat> excuse me one episode i listened to and chaps was just like listen you know like if you're at home and you're trying to feed the kid and you got, you know, three kids and you're trying to feed them and this and that and you have McDonald's and you don't eat super healthy. And it's like, dude, don't like relax. Your kid fucking lived like yeah. they survived. Like you don't have to worry about like you don't have to be perfect. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, like but it's so stupid. But like but that's sometimes you need to hear that. Like you're not perfect all the time. It's OK. You know, and you guys like you keep it real on that show. And I love that. And you do the milk and cookies every episode, which is great. And like. You know, there's just there's so many great things about parenting that we want to talk about, but then there's also the shitty things about parenting that we want to vent about too. And you guys just like that show, man. For any new parents, especially, but you know, but any parents out there, like I freaking love that show, man. I've been loving that show for, like I said, since it, since it was you and KFC doing it. You know what I mean? So I. Uh, I I'm, I appreciate I'm, a, I'm an OG back with that show. So I like that. You know what I mean? Thanks. It, it truly is like, cause a lot of people don't understand it. It's, it's a tough thing. It's like, you're, you're basically every day you're like in like a wave pool and you're being right. sucked under by that thing. You're just trying to keep, I mean, you're not only trying to keep yourself above water, but you have like two, like 
you know, humans in, in essence, but you're trying to keep these two other things above water. You're trying to look right. good to the other people swimming in the pool who are all like drowning <laughs> in their own right. And it's absolute chaos. And you just have to know like, hey, it's not you by yourself. We're all in this together. And KFC, when he uh, used to have mail time and he'd always talk about like, you know, being in the cubes and stuff like that. I was related to that because I was in the cubes at the time. And he'd always be like, hey, man, like we're all going through this. We hate our bosses. We hate the stupid like holidays where people are dressing up on Halloween or you're doing all this stupid stuff or you're getting away for the weekend with your boys. And, you, you know, you're kind of like living through that together. You realize how you're not alone. And the Podfathers is kind of like the grown up, the older version of that where you have right. kids you have the house you have the the wife and you're all just trying to make things work no matter which way it is and like chap said like just because you're just doing it it's all right you got to the next day and at this point right survive in advance especially during this pandemic it's been a zoo that's why we were trying to figure out a time it was tough because i was like it's like i don't know the little man he's crazy he was right choosing to sleep right before it came on the wife got him down finally so it's always just something so uh shout out to everyone who who checks that one out man because huh, we're going through it right now thank god wandavision has my brain locked right? other than yeah. like uh waking him up in the morning getting the girl on remote learning getting the boy to daycare and you know the, the deadly pandemic that's outside we got a we got a puppy too to add on to the i have so i got three kids and then and then i added the puppy too and she's great but like my god dude the, the amount of work that's on top of it and then of course i'm the only one that like takes care of it so then it's like you know i'm like doing the and like three times the kids have walked in like can she stay with you i'm like get, get the hell out of here the puppy can't stay in here like what the hell i'm in, I'm in the middle of recording you know <laughs> it's like so it's like you know you know just like leave me alone just give me an hour please you know like, yep. <laughs> I, my so. daughter walks into my podcast like once an once an episode and i'm and right. i do i do everything and i can i can to have her said i'm like if you want to watch tv you can watch TV. If you want to play video games you can play you do whatever you want and then she comes down and she's like dad i can't i want to play with the remote control car i'm like why do you want to play with the remote control car because because you want to bother me and disturb me. right right Oh, like, so it's a good. show about parenting, so it ends up being as authentic as it gets. So, right. uh, oh man! But thanks again, my friend. This was yeah, great. absolutely, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Josh was saying we're on. Uh, you guys, you guys do uh, Clubhouse, right? But we have we're in uh, Locker Room is a similar app, but it's like a lot of a lot of sports. But we have like a weekly geek out room where we just talk like all sorts of like WandaVision theories and MCU and DC and all this other crap. So it's fun. It's it's a uh, it's a fun little app. Locker rooms are uh, smaller than Clubhouse, but it's like a real nice tight knit community. So uh, I gotta check that out because I I know um, Twitter's doing one too, right? It starts with an S. So yeah, it's like the yeah, like social something or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Reading I mean, we like, have Clubhouse yeah. right now. We do uh, me and Large actually do Grubhouse where we do some food talk and and there stuff you go. like that. Um, but I've seen the locker room links get tweeted out by some people I follow there, and I was like, oh, so I feel like whatever. At some point, one of them is going to win. And it's like right. when, when Periscope came out around Meerkat and all the other streaming things, and then Periscope went out. Like, whatever wins, I want to get on that one and like right. set up shop there. But the nerd stuff is perfect. Everyone, the, yeah. the people, the, the, the people who listen and they come up with the theories or you know, point something out, it's always so much fun. And then it becomes this like group dynamic where it's just like you and your buddies just hanging out talking in, in, in your mom's basement. So yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. So, hey, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. And uh, and for everyone out there listening, appreciate it. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon.